Chirp Radio's First Time is a quarterly live lit and music series recorded at Martyrs in North Center. The theme this round was First Fall. Alyssa Bedoso is a Chicago comedian, stand-up, she's a writer, uh, alumni of Columbia College and, and, and uh, Second City. Um, she says that she writes medium posts about whiskey-soaked feminist rage, my literal favorite. <laughs> Hashtag mood. Um, guys, give a big hand. Alyssa Bedoso. So it's the first day of my period, and I feel like I've been kicked in the crotch repeatedly. (laughs) This is not shocking. It's pretty much the regular every time I menstruate now. Briefly, I think about, you know, the thought of it potentially being lingering trauma crosses my mind, but I don't have much time to look up some BuzzFeed article because I'm at work. So I'm listening to the Dr. Christine Blasey Ford and Kavanaugh hearing on my earbuds, and I'm not supposed to be. I'm supposed to be selling aspects of the American dream, the allure of getting to tell your story and not just making it, but affecting change by telling your story and inspiring strangers. But I work for a trade publication, so it's a lofty sell, you know, sponsor content. Um, so the irony is just it's not lost on me. And the hearing brings up so many memories for me but I feel like I have to listen. I'm reminded of my own testimony that was not taken seriously when I reported being raped, and my own testimony that was brushed aside for a boy who grew up with a father who was active in the church as a preacher, pastor, and what's the difference really in this context? A boy who grew up to join a fraternity and a boy who grew up to be a man that raped me. I'm pretty... I'm reminded of, you know, what I did to cope and the the hearing and the throbbing pain in my crotch just evoke a lot of things that I don't ever think about at work. Today I'm a professional, speaking with top-level executives, and I'm in the leadership development team, I'm a team lead, and I'm a respected uh, peer among my colleagues. And people come to me for help and they ask my opinion. They look to me for guidance on calls to secure deals that are thousands of dollars. Um, And they look up to me to show them how to handle CEOs and how to manage the expectations of some of the most powerful people at the largest corporations in the world. And I used to do heroin every day for two years. (laughs) So it baffles me, but somehow this is my life. I pick up the phone to call someone, and I'm waiting for the lead to answer, and I hear Brett Kavanaugh crying, and he's just like, my father used to create calendars, and then I created calendars to track life events also. (laughs) Dude, just say you're too fucking lazy to write in a diary, okay? The phone is ringing and ringing, and I'm like, hi, this is Alyssa calling from Blank Magazine in my most non-threatening girly voice to really get that sale. But earlier, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford had to answer questions about how she got to the house, how much she drank, how she got home, and how dare she not remember every single detail of the worst moment of her life. And I'm comparing all of my responses to hers. Do I remember every single detail? Well, I was in my apartment-style dorm on campus, and it was after Christmas, a Christmas party I'd thrown over winter break when no one was supposed to be there. And honestly, what didn't I drink that night? I went through a very embarrassing phase of loving Tosti Asti, you know, cheap champagne. 
And that was easy. I was easily able to down two bottles along with shots and beers over the course of a strong college party binge. But I realized, too, I had forgotten fragments of that night. You know, did my rapist care that I actually had a crush on another person that I'd kissed earlier in the night? Well, the lawyers and the police cared. There was a palpable shock over the fact that I had sexual contact with two men that night, even though one of them had, in fact, raped, battered, and assaulted me. After he raped me, I wasn't allowed to get up to clean myself off, and I laid in my own blood without a blanket as he held me next to him until the sun came up. And though I tried to get away to go anywhere else in the dorm, he just held me there, and he wouldn't let me move or even change positions. He literally spooned me. And by the time he released me to shift his position, my arm and my shoulder were so numb, I couldn't even raise it up to brace myself against the wall on my way to the bathroom. Years later now, I'm able to tolerate being held after sex, but before that, the level of intimacy was smothering and nauseating. And then I started to do heroin. The bathroom was my sanctuary from him that morning, and it became my favorite place to get high. And it was a small space that was safe where I could be alone and untouched, and it just became ritual. I would sit or lie on the floor for hours in my dorm bathroom, yes, in the same bathroom of the dorm that I was raped in, and then later in a, a single efficiency dorm. And that was better because there was no roommates to explain any of this to, and no one asking if I was okay, or to witness bloody noses, or passing out on the floor. Just safe, alone, and my favorite place to sleep because sleeping in my bed only brought out that paralytic, paralytic state where I would lie awake for hours not moving, and just reliving the details of being held in place. And growing up, you know, I never wanted to do drugs. Like, yes, I drank from a young age, but I'm from Kentucky, so no one cared about kids drinking. But I never aspired to be a complete shell of who I was as a person, and the heroin didn't even do that. Being raped did that. Heroin made me feel in control, and it made me feel clean again. It restored me, and it numbed me, and it allowed me for short spurts of time to forget. So I stopped going to class because the only place I felt safe was in the bathroom away from people, campus commons, and of course Greek life that spun on without me. And I tried to tell a sorority sister what happened, but I was brushed off. I showed her my bloody sheets, and she told me to wash out the blood, and that, honey, it happens. And I was eventually kicked out of that sorority shortly thereafter. Heroin, heroin was just the medicine you know, I had to take to even exist in my own head at that point. So I was eventually put on academic probation, and I broke down telling my family what had happened. And I opted to move home for more support, but things just got worse. And once I was away from campus, there was no way I ever wanted to go back. One month, I spent $9,000 from a FAFSA voucher on heroin. And that was just the heroin, not rent, not food, just heroin. And despite starting to go to NA and seeing a crisis counselor, I would have horrific panic attacks full on hyperventilating any time I would attempt to go to class. So I would drive around from parking lot to parking lot during the day until one day my aunt found me high and passed out in a Starbucks parking lot with a car running. I hadn't slept at all that week because at the time I had taken to staying up all night and sitting watch on my back porch with a huge knife by my side, high and convinced that he was coming to get me, him and his friends. And this was likely my first full-blown hypomanic episode. So now today, I'm bipolar, and he is fine. I dropped out of college and went to rehab across the country, and he graduated with his friends. 
He went on to marry a woman who also went to high school and college with us, but she's about nine years his junior, and I couldn't be intimate with anyone I fucked for close to a decade. He has two daughters, and they do salon days, and he has a passion for making homemade prosciutto, and I clean obsessively as a coping mechanism. I was shrugged off by the defense attorney and the police, and he was not even charged. He's happy and fulfilled while I had work for years and spent thousands of dollars in therapy and inpatient rehab, and hell, it's even thrown that nine grand. I didn't get to watch or listen to the rest of the Kavanaugh hearing towards the end of the day. Uh, my boss called me into a glass conference room, and uh, it turns out I was getting demoted. <laughs> so I hid in the bathroom after my rapist left, and I sat in the shower and silently sobbed for hours that morning. But can you, can you really ever hide from any of this shit, you know? It gets into your life, it gets into your workplace, it gets into your performance reviews. And it even got to the Supreme Court a second time that we know of. My boss leaves the room after giving me the news and it just feels like my crotch is detaching from my body or rather something from inside is being ripped out. What the fuck is this day? I'm still hyperventilating and shaking, and I just start writing on a piece of paper over and over again, stop crying, you're okay. Stop crying, you're okay. So I get up and I go to the bathroom, and I think about all the things that have been taken from me, and I'm thriving anyways. You know, my journey here to this stage with you tonight was not easy. Kicking heroin cold turkey twice was not easy. And that night doesn't define me, and neither does the heroin, but I will walk with that as a part of my story every single day for the rest of my life. And I'm not thriving because I can make the sale or because I'm a team lead or was a team lead or because I was a good kid and went back to college. I was raped and I was addicted to heroin and I did what I had to do. I went numb when I had to and I stopped being vulnerable and trusting people. And I'm broken today, but I'm thriving. I survived, I'm a comedian, I'm a writer, and I'm a survivor. And to, that, to me, that means walking through the shit and making it work even when everything is broken, and I'm fucking amazing at it. Thank you. Could never stop me, no, 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 no I know you tried to I come riding in on a pale white horse Sending out ice to less fortunate I do advise you run it Running low lately Needed 
You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.